very Lord, but every time I believe is from an angle that God wants me to emphasize on. Amen? Amen. So today is no different. I want us to go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Were you blessed by last week's message? Amen! Um, chapter 6. Now let me say this to you, that it all started in the, in the Garden of Eden where God created, God created um, heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Amen. Please talk to me. Are you here? Amen. And then he placed Adam in the garden, but Adam messed up. We all know that Adam messed up, isn't it? Yes. Are you still there? Amen. And things went wrong. Creation, which was supposed to be a blessing, now became a curse. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody said, you should see how crocodiles would grab their prey and, 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 and turn around like this. You know, the way they kill it, and you look at it and say, but it was not like this from the beginning. Mm. Huh? Amen. Have you seen life in the jungle? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But those animals were friends at some point. Mm. Yes. Or oh, if you don't believe me, I don't know what you're talking about. All yeah. this animosity came because of the fall. Amen. Hello? Are you Amen. here? Yeah. Never happened. So everything had changed. Everything changed. Everything changed. Even this world became. Uh, uh, an enemy to us, something that was supposed to be a blessing became a curse. Mm. Everything around you mm. became what? Became yes. a curse. It was no longer enjoyable. Mm. The sun started to give us problems. Mm. The moons. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of us, when, when the, moons, the moon comes up and gets sick, mm. you know that there's a moon coming. Mm. Is it true? Amen. Yeah. Nature has become hostile, but it was not like that. Amen? Amen. We love Jesus Christ. Amen. But I want to listen to this teachings today and see the role of the Word of God. Please uh, read. And let's start from verse 1. Chapter 6, verse 1. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1. Uh -huh. Now this is the commandment. Yes. And these are the statutes yes. and judgments yes. which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you. Yes. That you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess. Yes. Verse 2. Uh -huh. That you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life. Uh -huh. And that your days may be prolonged. Uh -huh. Now, look, God wants you to enjoy life and have days that are prolonged. Are you understanding what I'm saying? God wants you to enjoy what He has created around you. And for you to do that, because God knows how things have changed ever since men fell. So when God says to you, do this and don't do that. He knows. He's trying to avoid something. 
Are you hearing me? He's trying to what? To avoid something. You see, the word of God has become a link between you and your creation. Amen. Amen. Without the word of God, creation is hostile to you. Amen. That's why people will say the fast they are sharper. Do you know that? Eh? Have you seen but fast will get the fast again? Uh, people, are you in the church of God? I'm shy, I'm shy, I'm shy. Is that right? Have you seen them? You know, when I went, my, my, my wife went to a, a, a funeral at home in Limpopo. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I know people have been saying lightnings were coming from Limpopo yesterday. <laughs> uh, for the rugby. So that's, you know, Limpopo people are not like that. I'm from Limpopo. What do you think? So my wife went, went up to Limpopo yes, uh, uh, two weeks ago and then she was attending a funeral there and she met some people. And they introduced the guy to, to him. They said, no, this is, she's my wife. And then this guy said, he, he, he was my classmate at some point. I mean, she was stunned. She was shocked because she was looking at an old man. And he said, ah? And my sister was telling me how shocked she was when this man was introduced that she, he was my classmate. You see, when we, when, we, when we grew up and we, we got saved, people thought we were wasting our time. People thought we were not clever. But little did they know that the word of God was going to preserve us. Yes, we are preserved. Look at us. We are preserved by the word of God. Hallelujah. I mean, at work, I see people, and then I'll, I'll say to, uh, you know, how old are you, you know? And I mean, in my mind, you know, I'm just saying, how old are you? I'm like, I'm having 70-something. And it's like, 51. I say, yeah? <laughs> and I say, thank you, Jesus. Why you say, thank you, Jesus? Are you, are you here? Have you seen people and like, oh, if that grace is not upon you, it will be upon you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the word of God preserves us. This world is hostile. Are you hearing me? So, but you see, when God says, don't do this, you think, hey, God is difficult. We all think, hey, I, I don't know if you all enjoy the restrictions that the word of God puts on you. Do you all enjoy it? No. The truth is we don't. But God knows, God knows better. Am I talking to somebody here? God knows better. Anything that you don't like, just do it because, hey, you don't know what he's saving you from. Or do you know? He don't know. He just follow. He wants you to prosper. He wants to survive. He wants to, to be well. He wants... Hey, he says, I know the plans that I have for you. To prosper you. That's why I'm giving you these things. Follow these things. Although they don't make sense sometimes. Sometimes it's not nice. Sometimes it's not nice. The word of God is not... if 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 it's the word of God, it's not going to be nice. I'm telling you now. Because everything in the world is designed in such a way that... Uh, it wants to destroy you. 
but it will look like nice things. Did you tell your neighbor you're in Kimela, man? Why, why, Mara, why, Mara, why? Kya utwa lakiri kwa amen wa hanea. Did you ask your neighbor what's going on? Still in the spirit of Boke. Hallelujah. Let's continue reading. Verse 3. Mm-hmm. Therefore hear, O Israel, yes. and be careful to observe it, yes. that it may be well with you. Yes. And that that you may it may be what? Well with you. Huh? That and it may be what? Well with you. Amen. How do you even live without knowing the word of, what the word of God says? How do you live? How do you live without it? Amen. Continue reading. And that you may multiply greatly ah. as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you. See, you see, there is a promise of of everything in that. You multiply, you live well, you enjoy the goodness. Everything is in there. Everything is there. And it points you to the word, isn't it? Continue reading. A land flowing with milk and honey. Uh-huh. Verse 4. Uh-huh. Here, Say neighbor, you shall have your own land filled with milk and honey, even in this world. Your own world. Your own world. With what? Filled with what? Milk and honey. Milk and honey. Somebody is just about to enjoy life, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Ah, your amen is yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody will have a I'm telling you now. Hallelujah. I'm saying somebody is about to enjoy milk and honey. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the promise of the Lord. He's faithful, isn't it? Continue reading. Verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 5. Now, I want you to underline that. The Lord our God the Lord is one. What is he talking about here? The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Now this lays in a foundation for what is to follow. Why would God, before he says the rest, says the Lord is one. Now remember this, that the Godhead is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So three. Are are you with me? But these three are one. They are united. That's the kind of unity. You can't separate them. They are one. Okay? 
they are one. So he says they are one. And then immediately after saying that, he says this one. Listen to this one. Verse 5. Uh -huh. You shall love the Lord your God. You shall love the Lord your God. Clap your hands. In other words, he's saying that you shall be one with the Lord your God as he is one with the Son, the, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. Are you, are you hearing me? So he's talking about that unity, okay? Now, unity of the heart, okay? He says, love your God with what? All your heart, number one. Number two, with all your what? All your soul. Number three is all your what? Strength. Strength refers to physical strength, refers to the body. So that is the body. Okay? The triune of humanity, the soul, the spirit, and body. Are you with me? So as God is one with the Son, the Father, so you shall be one with Him. You shall be one. Now, what is the heart? What is the heart? Now, the heart is not this thing that beats anybody. It's not this thing that beats do, do, do all the time. It's not that one. Do you understand that when the, God, when, the spirit, when the Bible talks about the heart, it's speaking about the spirit of man. Are you here? It talks about the spirit of man. So God is spirit. Therefore, those that want to fellowship with him will fellowship with him in the spirit. They will be one with him in the spirit. Hallelujah. So today I just want to focus on the heart. God willing, we will talk about, we'll talk about the soul and we we'll talk about the body in future. Amen? But I want to speak about the heart. Say, say the heart. So you love God with your heart. In other words, you become one with him in the spirit. That's what love means. You become one with God in the spirit. Hmm, are you here? Many of us say, I love God, but what do you mean by that? Does God feel your love as your neighbor? You say, I, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. But that does even mean know what you are saying. Amen? Sometimes we say to our wives, I love you. They look at you because they don't understand what you are talking about. Because your behavior is different. Ah, uh, can I talk to somebody? You, you say, I love you. So they look at you. What do you mean? Because your behavior is not saying that. Are you in the house of God? Hallelujah. Do you, do you love Jesus Christ? Yeah. So, do, do you even understand the love language of God? Do you understand the love language of God? Yes. So now, God says, love him. He says, you must love him with all your heart. Not with half your heart, with all your heart. Complete commitment to God. Amen? Now, he, say, he says, this is the biggest commandment. Don't you think you should be worried? Jesus said to they asked him, which, which, which commandment? He said, this one is the number one commandment. Love your God with all your heart. Shouldn't it bother you? Do you know how much you love God? Ask your neighbor, do you know how much you love God? Are you measuring up to the expectations? How are you doing? Ask your neighbor, how are you doing on the love issues? 
love, 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 love issues with God. How are you doing? Because he says to him, it's the most important thing. Hey, you love God, but how are you doing? How do you measure? How do you measure? Really? Does he know that? Or does he see that? Amen. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 6. Now, before, before that, just hold your hand there and, and go back to Deuteronomy. Before we co- I just want you to read one verse, which is verse 6. Deuteronomy, and a verse, Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 only, and then we'll go to Deuteronomy 30 and also read verse 6. Uh-huh. Deuteronomy 6, verse 6. Now, immediately after telling you to love him, he, he says this, verse 6, listen. How and, to do it. And these words. And these words. Which I command you today. Which, which I command you today. Shall be in your heart. Shall be in your heart. How do you love him? This word shall be in your heart. And I'll talk about the word of God being in your heart. Many of us, we know the word of God, but it's not in our hearts. Hello. It must be in your heart. Inside your heart. And we shall know when you really carry the word of God in your heart. We shall know it. We shall see it. And we shall experience it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus Christ? Now let's go to Deuteronomy. um, Chapter 30 verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 6. Uh-huh. And the Lord your God and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. Underline circumcise. Now, a prerequisite for you loving God is circumcision. Say circumcision. Uh-huh. Continue reading. And the heart of your descendants. Uh-huh. To love the Lord your God. Aha. Uh-huh. So before you can love your God, you have to be circumcised. You cannot carry a foreskin and claim that you love God. You know that many people walk around, walking around with foreskins and say, I love you, Jesus. Foreskin. Say, but do you know what is foreskin? No, uh, sorry, I can't, I, can't, I can't do anything about that. We are in church here. I can't do anything. If you don't know foreskin, I'm very sorry. I apologize. May the Holy Spirit explain the rest to you. You know, God takes matters of love very seriously. That's why he did not use the, the metaphor of a head and hair. Shave your hair. No, he says foreskin. I'm sure you will hear me if you if you're connected nicely. Hallelujah. So he says, circumcise your foreskin. Okay? 
He says, I will circumcise what? Your foreskin. How does he do that? He does it through the word of God. He does it through the word of God. And God is so serious about the issue of circumcision to a point that he made it a sign of a covenant. Huh? He made it what? A sign of a covenant. In other words, if God does not see a foreskin, he's reminded of his promises to you. Uh, can I go preach somewhere else now? Now, that is, the, that is how serious God is with what? With the issues of foreskins. Say never, foreskins, yo. Hallelujah. Now, when in the book of um, Exodus chapter 4, there's an incident there, uh, verse 24 to 26. There's an incident, a shocking incident. Okay, let's read it. Are you ready? R read it. Exodus 4, verse 24. Uh -huh. And it came to pass on the way mm -hmm. at the encampment yes. that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Ah, now listen, this is Moses. Ne? Moses is on the way to what? To deliver the word of God. He's going to deliver the message to Pharaoh that if you don't do this, you're gonna, this was going to happen in Egypt. Hello. Is Moses on the way to? And then, but God wants to kill him. Hey, people of God, do you know that Moses, God said there's no one like Moses. He said, of all men alive, there's no one who talked to me face to face like him. And some of us, he says, he talks to us in some shadows and, and some obscure manner, but not so with who? Some of us in dreams that you need to interpret. No, he says, I come to him. We talk like friends. You dare touch him. But now he, he wants to kill him. Why would God kill his friend? Now, if God can kill his friend, what more about us? Now, look at your neighbor. Say, never. If God can kill his friend that he spoke so well about, Runa does not need a second thought, Mus. With the first thought you go. I am I talking to somebody? Is no Moses the friend of God? And he wants to kill. And let's see why he wants to kill him. Look at that. Let's see why. God was so angry. Verse 25. Uh-huh. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone. Zipporah took a sharp stone, the wife. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. And cut off the foreskin of her son. And cast it at Moses' feet uh -huh. and said, Surely you are a husband of blood to me. Now listen, oh, that's an interesting story. Here is a woman who acted quickly, who could sense things that are not going right. Oh, may God bless us with such wives. Oh, come on now, about May God bless us with such wives. When a man is not seeing what God is doing and he is going to run into danger, and the woman quickly acts. Hallelujah. She cut the foreskin of a son and threw it at the feet of who? Moses. He was saying, Moses, this is what we're supposed to do to your son. Moses has not done it. 
God was prepared to kill Moses for not keeping the covenant. On the sun, not even on him. The covenant, doing circumcision, not on himself, on the sun. And the Spirit of the Lord began to show me the importance of making sure that when we teach you, we teach you the true word of God. That is why in the book of James, chapter 3, let's go to James. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus Christ? Do you love Jesus? Hallelujah. Let's read James chapter 3 from verse 1. James chapter 3 verse 1. Uh -huh. My brethren, yes. let not many of you become teachers. Not, don't, don't let many of you become what? Teachers. Now listen to this. Don't, not many of you, look at you and I say neighbor. I know you want to be a pastor, okay? Listen to this. I want to teach the word of God. I want, are you sure? Listen to this. Are, 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 are you listening to this? Okay, L read. Knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Knowing that we, who? The teachers. Are you listening? We who, the teachers, will receive what? Stricter judgment. That's what, stricter judgment. Uh -huh. For what? For what we teach. In other words, if we do not teach the word of God that circumcised the hearts of men, we shall be judged as Moses was. Now, God is so serious about how we handle the word of God, how we teach people. If people are not transformed by what we teach, because we are sugarcoating, because we preach what people must hear, they go home with their foreskins, unchanged and untouched by our teaching, we shall be judged. If you could do that with Moses, Moses, I said you must circumcise your children, and you didn't. So it is with the word of God. We ourselves shall be judged if we do not tell you the truth. Good people, I'm not going to be impressed by being followed by people who are not transformed in their lives. Because I'm going to be judged. You know me, I'd rather have a few people. You know, my, my, you know me, I'd rather have a few people who are transformed by my teaching than a million who are just followers, who are just entertained by what I'm saying. Because I'm going to be asked, why did I preach what I preached? Because many of us know very well what we are doing. I know if I do that, you know, there's a guy who left the church. He left the church, you understand what I mean? He left the ministry, say, but you understand that he left. So don't go. Hallelujah. So this guy left. This guy has been with us like four or five years before that moment. He left. 
And then I heard people, they said, no, it's a kirerile kayen. And I said, how can I preach about me? Do you know me, people? You know me, I mean, if you have been with me five years, you still think I can preach about people? That's a problem, isn't it? So, he said he confided in me many things, which is true. Which is true, he told me many things. Amen? So, apparently that day when I preached, I touched on those things. You understand what I'm saying? Now, me, I'm just doing God's work. Then I touched on something. So, meaning that when I preach, I'm, when I'm listening to God and he said, say this, when I say, oh, 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 wait, Lord, that guy is here, yeah? You remember that guy, that guy? Remember that guy is here, ne? Must I do that? I'm just preaching and I, then when you get your thing and you feel hurt, it's fine. Just go sort it out. So the fact you, you have told me, so it means when you have had some amnesty. You have what? Some amnesty. That issue won't be touched at all. Are you hearing? Am I talking to somebody here? So when I'm here, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I can't go to heaven and say, Lord, but you know this guy was in the church. Am I talking to somebody? I'll preach it. It's your problem from there. I'll preach it. Amen? Say, neighbor, if they preach about you, you must say, thank you, Jesus. How much you love me, really. To even mention my matter in front of so many people. You know, I'm so conscious about not make, giving a clue to anybody that it's been stories, a story. Sometimes I get very interesting stories from you people. And I feel that sometimes when I teach, I could use that story as an example. Because it's gonna benefit somebody. But you know what I do? I will change the characters in the story. If you are from, if, if, if you were a woman, I'll say a man. If you are young, I'll say you're old. I just confuse the story. If you're from Sharpville, I'll say Cape Town. You will also enjoy the story, but somehow you think, hey, why this story sounds like mine? Are you hearing me? So if somebody said, ah, you preached about me, oh no, I don't understand now. I really don't understand. Are you hearing me? So the Bible says that we who are teachers are going to be judged. If we do not use this word as indeed the sword that is sharp and active, that is able to divide, I'm telling you, we are going to be judged. Hallelujah. There is a reason why we see a story of John in the book of Revelation, verse, uh, 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 Revelation chapter 19 and then in Ezekiel chapter 3 where they received these scrolls. And these scrolls, the Bible says that they were, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were sweet in their mouths. But as they were eating it, it became bitter in their stomach. The word of God has to have that effect on your life. Are you hearing me? It has to do what? It has to have that effect. 
Transformation is not nice. Changing is not nice. Amen. Look at the neighbor. Changing is not nice. It's easy to change other people. Very easy. But yourself, ah, uh-uh. Everybody else must change, not you. But the word of God will do just that in your life. Continue reading. Are you still here, Bazalani? We are getting somewhere. Continue reading. Verse 2. For we all stumble in many things. Uh Is that James? All right, let's leave James. Let's go back to the book of Deuteronomy. Now, when you read in the book of Hosea, uh, also chapter 4, we won't read it because of time. Here is Hosea who married a prostitute. Amen? Now, Hosea wanted to leave this woman because he keeps on going away with men. Amen? Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, God is very serious on the, issue, on the matters of love. Please, understand that. He's very serious. Hallelujah. You should hear God talk about Israel. You know, you can see that God can be very romantic. His language. Amen? Tell him about God loves you too much. Hallelujah. So in the book of Hosea, he keeps going on and, and he wants to leave the wife and God said, you cannot leave this woman. You stay with you. Why, Lord? He said, this is how I feel about my people. He said, this is how I feel about my people. They keep leaving me. The one thing that if you carry a foreskin, you don't have loyalty. Hello. If you carry a foreskin, you don't have loyalty. What do I mean by that? Now, listen to this. Continue from verse 1. Hosea 4 verse 1. Hosea chapter 4 verse 1. Uh Uh-huh. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. Yes. For the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. Yes. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. Yes. Verse 2. Yes. By swearing and lying, killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break all restraint with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Yes. Verse Uh 3. Therefore the land will mourn. Yes. And everyone who dwells there will waste away. Yes. With the beasts of the field uh-huh. and the birds of the air. Yes. Even the fish of the sea will be taken away. Yes. Verse 4. Uh-huh. Now let no man contend or rebuke another. Yes. For your people are like those who contend with the okay. priest. Okay. Uh, read 11, to 11 and 12. Verse 11. Yeah. Harlotry, wine. Harlotry. Wine uh-huh. and new wine yes. enslave the heart. Yes. Verse 12. Now say neighbor. Disobedience is very nice. It's like you are drunk with wine. Eh? Ask your neighbor, have you ever drank wine? No, no, no. I mean in the past life. Are champagne. Joan Leroux, oh no, J.C. Leroux. 
Everybody knows what I'm talking about here. JC what? For some of us, I said, I Yesterday's stuff. It's not that old. Yeah, but we're celebrating Boke. You see, now God is exposing you now. Say never, you see now, you see now. But I just, that's just one, one class. They're already preaching about me. <laughs> Do you love Jesus Christ? Yeah. He said, you know, disobedience, halotre, is like a new wine. It's like wine. Hallelujah. It, they're nice. Amen. Disobedience is enjoyable. No stress, you flow nicely. Nothing says anything, you just flow. Do you understand what I'm saying? You just go with this thing. That's disobedience. It's very nice. Hallelujah. But what God has given you, it always looks like it's going against the current. Yeah, it doesn't go nicely with the nice things of the world. Hallelujah. Is it clear? Is it clear? Continue reading. Verse 12. Uh huh. My people, my people ask counsel from their wooden idols. He said, my people go and consult wooden idols, my people. Amen. Every time you are tempted to look for an alternative, you are committing idolatry and harlotry against God. Anytime you think that there's something better out there,